Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Tonight is gonna be a special night. I can already feel it, you guys. We are gonna do what we do every now and again. It's called our three by 10. Has anyone been here for a three by 10 before? I love this. We're gonna hear from three speakers for about 10 minutes and it's amazing. There, I mean, we've got some of the greatest preachers in all the world in Awaken Church. We try to have a conference, we bring outside people, and then we bring in our own people, and it's always just the best, hearing from the voices in this house. And, you know, there's so many just stories of transformation and breakthrough and, you know, just healing and things that God's done for people that we hear every week, you know, sitting in the seats, coming in and out of church. But tonight you're going to hear on the platform some incredible stories of people getting unlocked, fulfilling their assignment, stepping into something bigger than they could have ever imagined for their life. And you're gonna hear from three of our apprentices and there are Pathfinders Apprenticeship. Anybody been an apprentice in the house? We've got a lot of them here at Eastlake. In case you haven't heard it before, Pathfinders is like our marketplace ministry here at the church. And the apprenticeship is a five month intensive. It's like a mastermind where every Tuesday for five months, you get in a room with high level people, with big people that are living life at a high level. And it's for mindset training to unlock you, to take you into the next level of whatever industry you're in, whatever your marketplace assignment is. And just get ready you guys, because what I love about the people you're gonna hear from tonight, they're just like you and I. You know, they love God, they're building the church, they're building their families, they're just doing life and they set this five months aside to see what God had for them and we have watched them step into things beyond our wildest dreams. And so I really want us to lean in because their story, their wins, there are wins. And if God could do it for them, he's gonna do it for us. And there's gonna be something tonight, I really believe for everybody in the house. So I'm gonna introduce everybody up front, let you know who we're gonna hear from. And uh, then we're gonna bring them up and kick this night off. Are you guys ready? So first up, we're gonna have Kevin Thomas. Where are you at, Kevin? We're so excited. He is honestly one of our standouts. Every year we have standouts in the apprenticeship program. An incredible leader, incredible father, incredible family man serving in the house of God. And I loved hearing, um, you know, at the end of the apprenticeship, everybody presents their legacy project. This is really where I see myself going in 10 years, what I see God doing in my family, in my, in my workplace, in my marketplace calling, what's he gonna do and how is he gonna do it? And what are the steps I'm gonna take to get there and I heard him share about all of the vision that he has for his marriage for his children what God wants to do and so we cannot wait to hear from you Kevin next up we're gonna have Annika Aguirre beautiful Annika she's the director of Awaken Theater and you know Annika you um I heard Pastor Jurgen say this before, that the highest form of honor is being able to interpret someone's heart. And we've watched what you've done with the theater program here at Awaken, and it's like the vision that's in Pastor Jurgen and Leanne's heart, you've been able to interpret it in a creative way to show us on the stage, to reach a city. You are always pushing the boundaries. Um, it was like, 
I feel like you always had big vision, but then you stepped into PFA and then boom, we had Night of Christmas. I'm not taking credit, you know, as Pathfinders, but I really, really believe God unlocked something really significant in our city and with Twisted and it's just the beginning. So you're just, you're a daughter of this house and we're so excited to hear from you. And then we're gonna wrap it up with the amazing Oscar Barba, who's, you're everywhere tonight leading worship, we're gonna have you be an usher in a second, just kidding. But um, not only are you Marco's stunt double, like we like to call you, but you are really the greatest friend, not just to us, but to everybody in this church, such an incredible encourager. You've been here forever from the beginning, you and Stacy, and we just love your family so much, but you know, we watched you in this last season leading a class in PFA for the first time. Not only were you an apprentice, but you, you know, took time out of your life to do that. And then you said, I actually wanna do this for other people. And we watched you step into the greatest level that we've seen of convergence. And really it's like taking everything about who you are, using it to build the kingdom, using it to build God's house. And you don't only have the voice of a coach, which we all know that, you know, you're, he was a pro soccer player, right? You were professional? Okay, just checking. He told me to say that part. But uh, not only are you an amazing coach, but really you carry the voice of a father and you have the father's voice in this house. And so we're so excited to hear from you. So tonight, as we hear from these amazing men and women, can we lean in? Can we amen the word? Can we draw the gold out of them tonight? It's gonna be amazing. Help us welcome up Kevin Thomas. Come on, Kevin. Good Wednesday. I must say that this is crazy I'm up here, okay? <laughs> it is crazy. If you could have met me two and a half years ago, wow, you would never guess it. But you know what, I'm excited to be here tonight. Number one, I'd like to thank my lead in PFA, Oscar Bar Barbo. Oscar was the best leader ever. Um, team 4A, the best team ever. Pathfinders 10, give props to Chris, but 4A for life. Um, <laughs> But now everybody can have a seat now. Um, first, you know, I got 10 minutes up here tonight. And so I'm gonna continue with the series of living my best life, okay? But you know, we're gonna be honest, we're gonna be vulnerable. And so it's actually living my better life because you know why? My life is not even there yet to be my best life. I know that I have a lot more work in progress. And you know, I'm honest about that. Um, you know, it's been a journey. Our lives are a journey, okay? And once you stop working, you stop taking next steps forward, okay? And, you know, so the title tonight is Having Peace with God. Having peace with God has me in my best life, okay? So I'm gonna talk about my journey of getting peace in my life. Um, first, I'm gonna start off with a scripture of John 14, 27, which says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Um, you know, this is something that you can break apart. It means a lot to me with my life. You know, um, two and a half years ago, I walked through the doors of Awakened Church with my beautiful wife, Carolee. Um, 
But you know what? I guarantee that car right here was probably me starting trouble, kicking, screaming, saying, I don't want to come. Um, I got something else better to do. I want to watch football on a Sunday. Um, you know, when I walked through those doors two and a half years ago, I was probably walking over with a cloud over my head. Um, I wasn't a happy person because I thought I knew best. I thought I knew what was best for me, you know? I always, I knew God, but I didn't trust God, okay? I didn't trust God with all of my life because I want to be over my finances. I want to be over my life. I want to be over my next future. But yet I was miserable because I was that person right there. Um, and so, you know, with that right there, you know, with that scripture having peace, you know, I'm only better today because I found peace. I only found peace with God, you know, and that can be a long journey. We all have our own journey of finding peace. You know, um, I went to Twist It last weekend, okay? Amazing production, Twist It. Um, my beautiful wife, one of the demons, you know, but you know what? She's been training her whole life for it, and it you know? <laughs> and hey, the work has finally paid off, you know? <laughs> Just tell her not to bring the demon home with her, okay? <laughs> um, and so with that, you know, going to Twist It, um, you know, I took my um, two kids with me. They were with me in the crowd. But it was hard to see it, actually. It was hard to see it because I saw myself in Scrooge, okay? I saw a reflection of myself, okay? Because you have to be honest with yourself, have a reflection. You know, you see the story of Scrooge, which is a great story being told. You saw how he watched his life. You know, and I watched my life where I was happy, but then I was always wanted to be in control. I didn't trust God. You know, I always wanted to be in control of my money. You know, I wanted to tithe when I wanted to tithe. I wanted to tithe when we got that bonus, we got more money. That's when I wanted to tithe, you know. I wasn't giving it to God, okay. You know, watching Scrooge where he eventually lost, you know, his love of his life, you know. I was in the same place where I about, I about lost my marriage, I about lost my family, lost everything because I wanted to control it on my terms, you know. My wife, she needed, you know, me to love her in the way she needs to be loved and respect it, right, Joe? <laughs> and um, so, you know, with that, I want to love her with the way I want to love her, which is easy to me, the easy steps to love somebody. We all have easy things and hard things to do. The way she needed to be loved was hard for me. And I was not, at the time, willing to take those steps, you know? And, but that's changed, okay? That's changed, you know? <laughs> that's changed because, you know, that's changed because I've reached a, pay, I finally reached a place like Scrooge. And, you know, thankful for God, I did not get to as far as Scrooge did, you know? Um, you know, I got to my marriage was falling apart. You know, my family, it wasn't healthy. I was not being the best father either. I was being a father who was there, but just because I was there, I wasn't there with the best attitude. I wasn't there with the best heart, okay? And so, yes, I was failing my family, you know? And um, sometimes it's probably better to not be present than be present when you don't have the best heart. Um, you know, and, and with that right there, with the scripture right there, going back to the scripture of having peace, you know? Once I eventually got on my knees, I gave everything to God because I've already reached where my way wasn't the right way, you know? I found peace in giving everything to God, not giving just a Wednesday or Sunday, but giving everything to God, you know? You cannot hide from God. You can decide to give God 90%, but yet I still enjoy doing this, which I shouldn't do, you know? Once I decide to be obedient to God, be obedient with my life, 
be obedient to my wife. Give my wife what she needs. Give her the love. And that's something I'm still working on, okay? I still fail, you know? But you know, the thing is, I know I fail, but I'm gonna get back up, okay? And you know, one thing um, to go into my next quote, okay? Growing up, I grew up in Kentucky, okay? And one of the best boxers ever, Muhammad Ali is from Kentucky. So I grew up taking boxing lessons, doing boxing. You grew up in the 80s or 90s, boxing was pretty big. I love the heavyweight division. You know, you had big boxers like Lennox Lewis, you had um, Holyfield, you had uh, Buster Douglas for a second. Um, and then, you know, you had Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson had one of the best quotes ever, was everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. You know? Um, you know, and I always, you know, I turn to that, because you reflect on yourself. Two and a half years ago, when I got punched in the face with my finances, losing that, when I, you know, I try to control everything, when um, maybe, you know, I got hurt because somebody didn't talk to me, speak to me, I was left out. Then what do we do when we get punched in the face when God's not first? We turn to numb ourselves, you know, like Scrooge did. He was self-medicating with alcohol. You know, we self-medicate with watching TV, binge watching TV, food. There's other addictions we turn to, to numb ourselves, you know. But now, when I get punched in the face, because you know the devil, Satan, he's gonna attack you each and every day. He's not gonna stop. And once you get higher and higher, he's gonna come at you stronger and stronger, okay? And so now when I get punched in the face by Satan, when I get that left-right, the left-right combination, I know that um, I'm gonna turn to the word, you know? I'm gonna turn to the word of God. Um, you know, I'm gonna turn to my worship music. I'm gonna go to my place. Everybody has their happy place, you know? Mine is worship music and just praying. Praying where I'm at, you know, asking people to pray for me. You know, I asked my 4A team to pray for me tonight when I was up here, you know? Albert, how are you? Um, <laughs> you know, and now I know I have peace. I know how to fight back and everything. And I only got this peace just because that, you know, we didn't give up. We kept on fighting the battle, you know? I said yes. I said yes to Emerge, to Men's Prayer. I said yes to PFA, you know? And just because I said to, yes to PFA, I had the greatest leader ever, Oscar, and the best team ever. Um, <laughs> but no, I also like to um, now, you know, list and prayer, and please rise to your feet. Okay, dearly Father God, thank you for this evening, God. Thank you for all the blessings that you bestowed upon all of us, God. Thank you for all the victories that you're bringing these families, these people in your house tonight, God. Thank you for opening up our hearts, our minds, God. Thank you for being the God who's always loving us and let's love, God. Thank you for the fruit that you're bringing all these people and these families tonight, God. In Jesus' name, I declare, amen. Amen. And next up is the beautiful Annika. Thank you, Kevin. Wow, I know that word of peace was for me. <laughs> what a good word, Kevin. I'll tell you, that was definitely for me. I had quite the day today. Not 40 minutes ago, I was still in sweats and leggings, locked out of my car. <laughs> 
so here we are. You can take your seat. I want to um, give honor to um, Pastors Jurgen and Leanne, even though they're not here in the Awaken way, because they have transformed my life and the life of my family and the trajectory of our family. I also want to give honor to Pastors Mike and Katie, um, who I've had the privilege of serving alongside here in this campus from its inception, and just the way that you guys have gracefully stepped in in the craziest year of our lifetime into leading this campus and just gone from glory to glory. I just couldn't be more happy to be at your campus. And also pastors Marco and Natalie, whose friendship and leadership, I, um, I de definitely attribute the fruit of this season and the seasons to come to. Okay, I'm already going to start crying, so let's get going here. <laughs> um, uh, the word that God gave me today for, uh, to share with you all, I know is significant, not, even, not just because of, um, because of what uh, the turmoil that I've gone through today, but also um, because what has been put in my hand um, this season, I know we've all had the opportunity to partake of in just, just recently at night of Christmas, and I feel that we're at a time where we need to do something with us. Now that we've seen what we've seen, it's now time to step forward into what the charge is. And so the message that I have for you tonight is called, Do You See What I See? And this is It's a Wonderful Life PFA edition. <laughs> so Isaiah 43, 19 says, see, everybody say see. see. I'm a homeschool teacher, so I do that. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am even making a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Gosh, it's a familiar verse, but it hits different. On December 3rd, not even two weeks ago, for the first time ever, 12,000 people attended the first ever annual night of Christmas at the incomparable Rady Shell at dusk on the Bay of San Diego in the heart of our downtown district. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. What a night, what a beautiful night, a display of God's lavish love for this region, our region. But the reality is that that vision, the vision for that night was birthed long before that night began. In fact, just last week, I learned that, that the vision for that night had been planted in the hearts of pastors Jurgen and Leanne over a decade ago when God posed the question to them, do you see what I see? You see, in Australia, they have an annual tradition where they bring out the best of the nation to sing Christmas carols, dressed to the nines, and the entire country turns up or they tune in via live broadcast. This is an annual event that puts worship into the mouths of people, even like Pastor Jurgen's own father, German-born atheist father, to participate one night a year in singing Christmas carols, giving glory to God. And the imagery of that night impressed upon Pastors Jurgen and Leanne so deeply that it planted a seed of doing something of that caliber, of that scale, with that sentiment here in the United States. 
do you see what I see? But it wasn't until 2020 that the Holy Spirit released Pastor Jurgen in the craziest year of our lifetime after we'd already become Awakened Church, where he would release that word to some of the team. Myself, Pastor Summer, Pastor Stacy was there, and a small group of others who were entrusted with the vision and posed the question, do you see what I see? I was entrusted with writing a script that would uh, include a rambunctious uh, storyteller who pulled giant clocks out of his pockets and did all these whimsical things along with uh, Christmas carols that were traditional so that anyone could come in and sing along. Um, also with orchestra and strings to really just magnify the beauty of the night. And um, shortly after that, I engaged Christian Waples and uh, Brandon Lazo, two um, just genius storytellers and visionaries, um, to come alongside me and turn out a script and all the details because we had a three to four day turnover, turnover that year from the end of Twisted to when we would put on the first night of Christmas. We engaged that um, to, to take you behind the scenes on the whole thing of how we got to this year's night of Christmas. We engaged that year um, across country, actually, because um, I'd be amiss to not mention that I was actually undergoing a kidney transplant at the time as well. So, so, so uh, via FaceTime, we came up with that first script and put on the first night of Christmas in 2020 at San Marcos campus and Balboa campus. And it was, and it was beautiful and it was successful. The net, that year I would label as the year of conception. It was the conception of what would be this year's night of Christmas. In 2021, we were asked to scale, make it bigger, make it better, um, take it to four campuses. Um, and that would entail duplicating our team and so forth, but we moved forward with that. That year was also the year where God began to speak to me about the arts and entertainment industry, that awakened theater was meant to be part part of a complete disruption of the arts and entertainment. Praise God. Yes. Yes. Too long had the world had the microphone in this arena, and it was time to take it back. It began to stir this word in my heart, and it sounded crazy. It sounded as crazy to me then as it sounds to me now, but I knew that I knew that I knew that it was a word from God, so I began to impart it in my team. Do you see what I see? And uh, 2021, we went forward, we expanded. It was the year of growth and development. And we uh, even took Night of Christmas to Salt Lake City. Many of you, I'm sure uh, that's news to you. We, Salt Lake City uh, had their first live theatrical production at Awaken Salt Lake City last year in 2021. And it was, an, uh, it was a wonderful success. To this day, it's still their highest attended event that they've ever had, which they anticipate doubling attendance for this year, and that's still to come this month. So uh, that was a year of growth and development. Now, fast forward to this year, 2022. The beginning of this year, Christian and I both were encouraged to apply for the Pathfinder Apprenticeship. We knew that this was a year where we were going to need to level up. 
we were going to be called into more, but we had no idea what that was going to look like. I just knew that I had brought myself to the end of myself. This is all I could accomplish on my own. I needed mentorship. I needed someone speaking into my life, highlighting the blind spots so that I could charge forward with confidence into the things that God was speaking into my heart. And so out of obedience, we applied, not knowing where finances were going to come from or how it was going to all work out, but we walked into it. And I tell you, it was one of the best choices I ever made. I am absolutely standing in the fruit of that decision today. Um, in 2022, um, we were charged with expanding Night of Christmas yet again. Do it at six campuses on one night. And we were like, okay. Until, um, and it was Christian. I'll give honor where honor is due. Christian first convinced me and then went directly to Pastor Jurgen and said, actually, this is the time to take Night of Christmas to the city. Yes. And it was a resounding amen from Pastor Jurgen. So we set our sights on the Rady Shell. And, um, and you, most of you know uh, the story of external opposition that we had um, at this time. And so I won't belabor it, but essentially, we, Kaylee, Kaylee had actually orchestrating all of the liaison uh, between uh, Awaken Church and... Um, and the Rady Shell, and things were running smoothly until they discovered that Awaken Theater was a part of Awaken Church. And they declined renting their venue to us because, for the reason stating, we were a religious organization. We quickly lawyered up, and they changed their tune. Um, however, we weren't out of the woods because they were well within their right to say, we are now amenable to rent to you, but unfortunately, the one day that we had available is now taken. You know, so we moved quickly, and I actually reached out for wisdom within the Pathfinder community to uh, Season 9 graduate, uh, Sherry Warren, who gave me incredible wisdom to build relationship. So uh, she encouraged me to set up an in-person meeting with the Rady Shell, um, or if they would not agree to that, which they didn't, to set up something via Zoom. And so we did. I had our marketing team put together very quickly a pitch deck on uh, who we were, who Awaken Church is, and what Awaken Theater does. And with that, they rented us the facility. They were so impressed, and God's grace moved on that. Um, and I, if you were, if I were you in the audience today, I would think, well, that's and that's how the story ends. The rest is history. But I have to tell you that the laboring began then. Because, um, because that's when I started to get a word from the Lord about being a pioneer, uh, about entering into new frontier, and I saw a covered wagon. And I don't know about you, but if you're from my generation, you played Oregon Trail. And so uh, when I see a covered wagon, immediately I think, oh, shoot, it's about to get rough. So, uh, and that's, that's basically what happened. I mean, not just the external opposition, but the internal uh, resistance. When you're called to be a pioneer, not everyone can see what you see. And when you ask those around you who are meant to be partnering with you, do you see what I see? And they're like, I don't know. I don't know. What is the correct response? 
Well, a pioneer will charge forward no matter what, no matter what the cost, so that those around you can eventually see what you see, so they stand a chance of eventually seeing. And that's the juncture that we're at today. We face something that we had never seen before, never faced before on a timeline that was totally unreasonable, and yet God brought it about. And so, uh, you know, here we are at this juncture. You may not be called to pioneer a movement, but you are definitely called to position yourself within that movement, to be a settler within that movement and establish those things. So the truth is, we all have to answer the question, do you see what I see? Do you see what I see? And the answer is a choice. So I want to charge you today with the response, I choose to see what you see. Where you go, God, I will go. Where you move, I will move. What you're saying, I will say. I will echo what is in your heart so that we can bring heaven to earth. Because it is a wonderful life. Let's engage it to its fullest, amen? Amen. All right. And with that, I want to bring up the best leader. <laughs> Sorry, it's a little bit of a skewed, uh, skewed um, uh, panel today, but the best leader ever in uh, Pathfinder Apprenticeship. Just a beautiful man who I've had the privilege of leading worship with since I was 12 years old. More recently, led the fearless charge of Team 4A, Oscar Barba. Wow, I feel so honored. My gosh, I feel so honored today. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Nikita. Kevin, thank you, guys. Um, I'm old school, so I got my paper up here, my Bible. And um, I just so honored. I feel so honored to be up here, uh, to be able to share what God has, has placed in my heart. And I, and I pray that it blesses you guys as well. Uh, I wanted to start with uh, some Bible verses, and, and this will give you an idea of where the message is going. So if you don't mind me starting. Uh, the first one is Genesis. Please sit down. Please sit down. The first one is Genesis 18, 18 through 19. For Abraham will certainly become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed through him. I have singled him out so that he will direct his sons and their families to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. Then I will do for Abraham all that I have promised. The next one, Ephesians 6, 4. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with, the, with, this, with uh, discipline and, and, and instruction that comes from the Lord. The next one, Ephesians 5, 33. So again, I say, each man must love his wife as he loves himself. And the wife must respect her husband. And the last one, Exodus 20, 12. Honor your father and mother. Then you will live a long and full life in the land of the Lord your God is giving you. Can you guys guess what we're talking about today? It's leaving a godly legacy for your children. If you could put the first picture up, please. This is, uh, for you guys that don't know, this is my father, Carlos Barba, my sister Michelle, my little sister Cassandra, my mom, Sylvia, and there's me. Um... <laughs> when I was a little younger. Um, my sister Cassandra, uh, 
she's an amazing uh, mother now, wife. Uh, she graduated from University of San Diego. She worked full-time as she was going through school. So she could pay. So by the time she graduated, she had no debt. And all, we all know that University of San Diego, it's, it's, it's expensive. So she had the discipline and the work ethic to be able to do this. And then we have Michelle, my beautiful sister Michelle, which is I'm also so proud of. My sister Michelle is a pastor of, the head pastor of La Roca. Uh, they have nine campuses. She's also the director of Aurora Women's Ministry across 75 cities and 25 countries. The reason I, I, ta I, I say that about my family is uh, because I want to talk about the legacy that my parents left for us. The godly legacy that my parents left for us that now we are passing on to our children. If you could put the next picture up of my father, please. This is my dad. Love my father. Um, our parents raised us in an environment that was not the greatest as a kid. Uh, but within, uh, within our family unit, we were protected. My parents were godly people. Um, they loved us. They spent time with us. They led us. However, we had, uh, my mom had 10 brothers and sisters as well as my dad had 10 brothers and sisters. So as you guys probably could tell, it was party every weekend, right? And, and parties every weekend were, you know, banda and a lot of drinking and a lot of that, right? However, I never saw my father pick up a bottle of liquor ever, alcohol ever. Not that, I'm not condemning anybody for, for, for alcohol, but my father knew that I was watching him. My father knew that I was in an environment where as a kid, I would have known the difference. I would have known the difference if he was drinking responsibly amongst drunks, right? I would have seen him and just assumed that it's okay. Um, also, when, I, when, I would, when we were growing up, we'd come visit my, grand, my grandparents at, at, uh, in Tijuana. And I always wanted to go across the street. All my cousins were allowed to go across the street. And, uh, and play with the neighbors and all that good stuff. But my sisters and I were never allowed to. My grandpa would say, no, no, usted no hijo. You're not allowed to do that. We were just treated differently because of, not because of who we were, but because of whose we were, right? My parents were godly people. Now, when we give our lives to God, we also come into a family that is protected by God. We are called not to be of the world. We are called not to compromise. We are treated differently in the world as well. Not because of who we are, but because of whose we are. My father to me was my hero. I saw my father put on his work boots. He was a hard worker. I saw my father, the way he spoke to my and treated my mom. To this day, I see my parents, 50, year old, 50 years uh, of marriage, and they still turn on music and they dance together. We need to, we need to dance more, Stacey Barba. <laughs> I saw the way my father treated his mother. I saw the way my father was a man of honor and integrity. And these are things that are important to me and I carry and I pass on to my family to my kids. Both my dad and mom spent so much time with us. 
I remember as a kid, Matt's going to laugh at this. You know, I was, my mom thought I wasn't growing fast enough. <laughs> so she wanted to make sure that I was eating. So every day during lunchtime, she's there at lunch making sure that I'm eating my food. Uh, so funny. We were everything to them. Everything to them. We were number one. They were leaving a godly legacy in our life. Now I ask you, what are you guys compromising? The devil's here to destroy families, to destroy marriages, to destroy parent and children relationships. And they're little by little. A small compromise to us as a parent is magnified to a kid. It slowly leaks into your family. It slowly leaks into your marriage. What are we compromising? We watch our parents. And God has also left something for us to watch. And it's this. And there's no compromise in this. Why are we compromising? What's the legacy that you want to leave for your children? I ask husbands, how are you talking to your wives? Are your children listening? Wives, how are you, telling, how are you talking to your husbands? And are your children listening to that? How are you speaking about your friends in front of your children? How are you speaking to your children? Do you spend time with them? Do you know what they're going through? Do you love on them? Do you speak life into them? These are all important questions. We are called to be Abrahams and to raise Daniels. I love the book of Daniel. I love the book of Daniel. How Daniel didn't compromise his godly values. He didn't give in to the new world order at the time. He stood up for God. He honored God, even in a time similar to now. King Nebuchadnezzar, who was one of the most powerful kings, probably the most powerful king ever the world has ever seen, was trying to push his godless agenda. Daniel stood up and God honored him for that. We all know the story of uh, Sadrach, Mesha, and Abednego and the furnace, right? Daniel standing up and carrying a godly legacy influenced these three men to do the same. And it goes on and on and on. And that's what we need to raise. Can you put a picture of, um, of my whole family? And this is what I live for. I live for God first. But then this is why I don't compromise. Can you put the next picture? This next picture, I haven't, I haven't practiced talking about it because I couldn't get through it without crying. <laughs> so it's going to be raw. Um, this is a picture. That's my father. That's me, Neely, my father above me. Like I said, he was my hero. We did everything together. He put in me a godly legacy that that I needed to follow. And now, 
I lead my children in that. And the only reason that my that um, Austin's up here, you know, I'm I'm we're we're raising a bunch of Daniels, Mia, Hudson, Isabella. The reason Austin's up here is, this is me at 19 years old, and um, because of the legacy that my father left to me, and you know, um, I lived in a, a soccer fraternity. I went to Sac State, played professional soccer. I was 19. And my teammates would call me the little disciple. <laughs> I, carried, I carried that legacy. This is Austin now at 19 years old. The reason he's highlighted today is because he's the first one to leave the house of my children. And I'm so proud of him. He's about to get signed with Pachuca. But that's not, but that's not what I'm, but that's not why I'm so proud of him. I'm proud of the, what I, the reports that I'm getting from his soccer coaches, from the house that he lives in, from the church that he attends in Guadalajara, where they say, man, how did you raise that kid? His coaches call him a pan de Dios, which means a bread of God. And his teammates, when they, when they found out, when they found out that Austin was going to be picked up by Pachuca, the, the, the person in the house that, that, that takes care of him called me and said that they were cheering and saying, he deserves it. Because he's a son of God. So he carries on the legacy that started from my father through me to him. And this is why it's our duty to raise Daniels because it continues on generation to generation to generation. That's my story. Now, in the few minutes that I have, I would love to, uh, if you guys stand up, please. I want you guys to, I don't want this be, to be a message that is condemning. As a matter of fact, we underst I understand that we're not all perfect. My dad wasn't perfect. I'm not perfect. As a matter of fact, I just apologized to my, to my daughter when I was reading, when I was writing this message. And you know what they always say is, dad, you're a good dad. You're not a bad dad. Yeah, I did that with Austin as well. I want to let you know that it's never too late. It's a good time to start now. Hug your wives, wives, hug your husbands, kiss your, your sons, your children. Apologize to them if you need to. But guess what? They will forgive you. There's always a good time to start. I just want to pray for people in this place that are, that their homes are under attack. The devil is attacking your marriage. The devil is attacking the relationship with you and your children. Because I know that we serve a God that's mighty and 
powerful and anything's possible with him. So if any of you here is struggling with any of that, just please raise your hand so we can pray for you. There's so many families here affected in this. We know that the devil's not just attacking now just the world, but he understands he needs to attack God's house. Father God, I just thank you for every single family here tonight. I thank you, God, that you are a God of renewing minds, renewing lives, Father. Bringing together families. Father God, I thank you for strong marriages in this place. I thank you for forgiveness, God. I thank you, God, that you're present, God, that you're present, that you renew, that you will renew marriages, Father, that you will bring children back home. I thank you, God, that families that are broken, families that maybe you're not talking to your parents, because of something dumb that happened five years ago or even last month. I pray that you would touch their hearts, Father, that tonight they would call that person, whoever that is, Father, that you unite families, Father. We understand that the family unit is the future, Father. Without the family, everything goes. We love you, God. We thank you for every single hand that's lifted today. In the name of Jesus, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.